here we go. Another episode of the podcast. I am just uh, very, very fortunate that I'm able to 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 do what I love, which is which is podcasting and repeating myself as I'm talking. As I'm talking, see, see what I'm talking talking about. Um, it is a problem that I have, and I'm I'm trying to fix it. I'm, uh, but whatever. <laughs> Let's. Let's get into the sponsor and then I'll tell you who the guest is. So today we're going to be dialing up Rodney Lullamand, a friend of mine from way back in the day. And uh, this guy is one of the, he's just one of the gentlest people I know. Uh, He was always that way back in uh, high school when when him and I were actively seeing each other. And uh, then, of course, life happens and, and, you know, whatever. But uh, we did reconnect here on the podcast. And, um, you know, I initially reached out to Rodney to try to get him on my Black Lives Matter episode, but uh, his schedule just didn't work out for that. So he was not able to join us, but he was able to come on here for this episode. So it is a uh, it is a pretty heavy episode. So it's it it, it, it is very much in line, uh, especially if, in the first, I I guess if this was in fourths, the first fourth and a half is, uh, you know, just, just a real fun talk. And then towards the end of the episode, or not even towards the end, but like towards that middle part of the episode, we, we really get into the heavy uh, stuff. And, and that's what I wanted to do because I did miss out on that opportunity to get him on the, the BLM episode. So, um, and I hope me even saying BLM didn't offend somebody, but you know, it probably did because that's, that's what's going on right now. It just, everyone is so easily offended and, and rightfully so, but then I don't know if it is all rightfully so, because if someone was offended by me just saying BLM, that, I mean, come on anyways, nothing but good intentions. Um, anyways, um, just so you know, this episode ends kind of abruptly, uh, the, the connection that we had established just kind of clonks out. And uh, so I have to kind of round it out myself. But uh, either way, Rodney's a great guy. And uh, I think you guys are going to, I think, I think you guys, yeah, you guys, you guys. And, uh, well, no, hold on. Didn't I, yeah, I, I agreed that it's you people, right? Because it, I hope I don't just have guys listening to me. Um, so hopefully you people but then people don't like that. People don't like being called you people. God, ugh, bizarre times. You humans, there we go. Now I sound like an alien. I hope you humans enjoy uh, this episode with a friend of mine from way back in the day who is just so gentle and so loving and so just, he is, uh, he is someone that would be, if you wanted to assemble kind of like an Avengers to kind of bring the world together and, and, and not violent and, all that stuff, it would be, you would have Rodney on there. And the guy, like he says in the episode, is like sixth. <laughs> Sorry, I just had a stroke right there. He is six something feet tall, six three or something. So this dude's a big guy and uh, very tall, very, very tall. Anyways, what am I doing? Why am I giving you those nitty gritty details? He gives you the nitty gritty details. And I'm just talking. I'm just, uh, I'm prolonging this and I apologize. I don't know where to cut off and, and shut up. So yeah, I'm going to say it's right now. So get ready, get set. It is Rodney Lullamand. I think that's how you say it. Rodney Lullamand. 
hello. Oh, okay. I think I like, okay. Yeah, so far so good. All right. So also, I was on that line app, and new accounts can't be created as of April 13th, 2020. That's why it wasn't sending me a verification code. I can't make a new account. You can't make a new account? Yeah, I just I just read the support. It said uh, end of support for new account signups uh, as of April 13th, 2020. Wow. Huh. Weird, right? It's not so okay all right but now i don't know what you're doing now because now it just sounds like you're dragging yourself across the road <laughs> oh weird how about now okay you're good yeah it just sounded like maybe you like rubbed it up against your shirt or something i don't know oh uh, yeah yeah probably all right well it's not against anything now so we're good now <laughs> Dude, this is crazy, man. But hey, you know what? Technical difficulties aside, um, yeah. That, like uh, seriously, man. I'm happy to hear your voice. I'm happy to hear that uh, you're still doing the you're still doing the singing, right? You were um, yeah. telling me that you that you are mm-hmm. very active in terms of yeah. I play. Go yeah, ahead. I still do music. Yeah, still doing that. Having fun with that. Uh, it's good to hear you too, man. It's been a minute. It's been a long time, but uh, your voice is still as deep as ever. So that's great. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's been uh, 10 years at, at least because I feel like the last time I saw you was probably Epcot. Oh, nine, oh, nine probably. <laughs> good old Epcot. Probably like 2010 or whatever. Flagler Playhouse, probably. Oh, dude, that's right. Did, you did Hairspray, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a throwback way back. Wow. <laughs> yeah who who, mm-hmm. who what was the character's name i forget the character's name that's uh in dude, hairspray i don't remember dude i would i, I couldn't remember <laughs> save my life i did i think i did hairspray two other times after that so <laughs> <laughs> yeah man wow but it's been a, been a minute <laughs> yeah man so what's going on like what's uh what's new in terms of uh what you're doing with uh oh, let me let me silence this for some reason i got my my notifications on. We don't need that happening. Give me mm. one second here. There we go. All right, perfect. Um, so yeah, what's going on in terms of like uh, this ten years? This this ten year gap is Rodney still the same Rodney, or are you a different guy? Um, a little bit. I guess a little bit different. I don't know. Just uh, went to school, dropped out sign back in you know <laughs> so still doing that i've uh, been taking care of uh, this uh, beautiful child she's an amazing person uh hanging out with my family kind of kind of had a falling out with them yeah. you know for a little bit wait hold on do you have a kid no what do you mean this uh, beautiful little child uh, I, i'm a home health aide i take care of a special needs child Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. She um she's great. She is beautiful. But um yeah, that I I do that every every week, twelve hours. Mm, noon to midnight. Okay. Mm, yeah. Um outside of that, um usually home playing playing video games or you know, working on music and trying to write new stuff. That's crazy, dude. I never would have, like, you probably need to have, like, do you have to have an, an, an insane amount of patience 
doing the profession that you're doing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little rough, especially like um, when when a child bites and stuff. So that's like kind of hard. But um, yeah, it it just it's a little bit of patience, but it takes uh, it's like learning to understand and communicate with with a with a child, and you know, it's it's not it's not as hard as it seems, I guess. It just takes a lot of getting used to. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I you know kudos kudos to you dude like does this make you want to have like like a child of your own because i would imagine that doing that oh no this is definitely enough <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly oh yeah that's a handful oh wow how about you man how, how have you been yeah, it's it's been a roller coaster it's it's, it's definitely been a roller coaster but you know i thought uh i thought that the uh acting thing was going to be my thing and um mm -hmm. <laughs> that definitely didn't turn out i mean in a way i'm still doing a performing art because i mean yeah doing a podcast is you know you have to have sort of a kind of a personality to it you know what i mean oh no definitely have to have a personality and uh, be an approachable open kind of person yeah, so I mean, I'm definitely talking and riffing for hours on end. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm definitely, you know, I'm definitely still doing a, a performing art. It's just funny how many people, like, even Jeff, Jeff McDevitt, who was on recently, who, by the way, told me to tell you hello. So, um, uh, he was like, you know, we, like, we were just talking, and it's so crazy how, you know, you have this kind of preconceived idea of what your life is going to look like and then it's hard yeah. like it, you would be hard pressed to find people that i think you would be hard pressed to find a person that actually makes whatever they're thinking about doing in high school a reality i would say probably nine times oh, yeah, out yeah. of ten it changes right yeah there's definitely shit that all gets altered yeah stuff gets dropped out from under you yeah Mm -hmm. I mean, but that's why no, I'm so, dude, that's why I'm so happy. Sorry. Yeah. I, I think there's a little bit of a delay on this, on this thing here, but, but whatever, we'll, uh, we'll do the best we can. Um, yeah, dude, it, what, what is, what is with this, right? We're in 2020 and for everyone listening, we've been, we, we were supposed to re start recording at eight o'clock and it's a little past eight 30. That's so just to give you an idea of the bullshit that we've been going yeah, through technical difficulties <laughs> yeah dude i'm i'm literally getting texts from you that were like 30 minutes ago <laughs> out of order and I, yeah i don't know man my phone's taking a shit on me right now so it's apologies all it's all good it's all good i don't know it's it's it just is it's it's weird how in 2020 we still have these kinds of issues but in the 60s we can take people to the moon no yep. no issues whatsoever that's that's the analogy i always use it's like how do i have bad bad cell reception but yet we could put a guy on this on this foreign object floating millions of miles away from us it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me it doesn't make sense to me but anyways um no it's good dude to hear that you because i always you know when i thought of you when i thought of rodney i always thought you know, you were going to be, you were going to be a singer. You were going to be this guy that, you know, maybe you were the next Michael Buble. I don't know. Maybe you were the next, I don't mm -hmm. know. You know what I mean? Like this, 
Yeah. That's what I thought. Seriously. Like, I'm not trying to just kiss your ass because I have you on the other end of the line here, but I'm being no. serious. It's like, that's I what I... It, that, that does mean a lot. And, you know, I guess, like, I feel like an art, I, like, anybody that's in the arts or, like, has a desire to pursue the arts has, like, this inherent depression. So, you know, it, it you, feel, you fall in and out of it. You fall in love with it. You don't want to do it anymore. Like, I've spent, like months maybe even years sometimes just not even touching my guitar but i i still have a love for it i still love doing it and you know sometimes you got to get yourself out of that funk so to speak and that's like my main goal right now so i appreciate that dude it means a lot to hear that from you yeah yeah that's yeah it's crazy how it just all it all flips and again mm -hmm. honestly the only person the only person that that ever really stuck to it. Do you remember Liana, Liana Gardella? Yes, I do remember her. Yeah, man. She's super great. Yeah, she stuck with uh, it. I follow her on Instagram right now. She's doing like fucking her own sounds and shit, flippy dippies and all that. Yeah, yeah. She she Amazing. went for it, and uh, she was she was passionate about it, and she you know I saw it firsthand because um, just so everyone understands, like we're like I'm talking about a past uh, relationship. And, mm. um, you know, I saw that, that insane amount of struggle that she went through, you know, the multiple times I was up in New York, you know, helping her move or yeah. do anything. Just it's, it's, it's a special kind of person to be able to, well, first of all, that wants to move to New York. Um, and cause I mean, that's, that's a place that I would never want to live. I don't. <laughs> seriously i don't ever want to live in that city that city is god like the the few I times i was there it was just it was insanity and i had no clue <laughs> yeah have you ever been there no i've never been to new york oh, oh man it is it, it's literally you're on another you are on another planet and it's and and i assume it only has been and gotten worse since then this is like 2014 i'm thinking around there um yeah just because i had my sister's car like i like, like i drove up there one one year Ooh, and, yeah driving i yeah, drove i would never did it i would have never did that yeah i drove all the way from florida to new york and then i drove in manhattan and i was like what is this was the worst what is going on? <laughs> yeah you're not meant to drive in new york it's just that's yeah. not the way it's designed um but uh yeah she has a she has an insane amount of passion and dedication to 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 keep that going so I, she's literally maybe yeah. one of the only few people i can think of that in high school that's what she did and now 10 years later that's exactly it. yeah yeah so it's uh it's it's definitely bizarre how it uh how it all just changes but you know I don't I don't think I would change much about the next you know um or not the next but the past 10 years I don't think I would change a whole lot in terms of you know what happened is there anything that like mm -hmm. stands out to you that you would be like mm, got to change that got to got to erase that Yeah mainly like academic shit dude i wish i was like well because you said you dropped out right yeah dude like probably like I, I like 
where I'm at academically, I, re- I wish I like started like, oh, less like I wish I had a little bit of a childhood, I guess I would say out of high school versus diving right straight into college, like taking, get a break, get a job, like become a human being and then go back for the education. Did a lot of like flaking as an adolescent <laughs> in college. And that was not the play, so to speak. So probably that. Mm. definitely like like hop into a higher learning education at a with a much mature mindset that's what i would have changed yeah <sighs> yeah see i th- yeah yeah I, I i went to college for a day and <gasps> and i was like uh nope i don't know the same for me and I uh, yeah I don't know just something about it just wasn't clicking and I was like ah I'm so done you know I've said this a lot on the podcast but if it wasn't for choir and if it wasn't for theater I don't think I would have actually finished high school that's literally what kept me going yeah I can attest to that same here that was a lot of the drive that helped me muscle my way out of high school yeah the arts helped a lot bro helped a lot they do. And, you know, that's why it's, you know, definitely something that I don't necessarily claim to be an advocate for it, but I definitely believe that it's, it's definitely important to, to have them around, you know, to have that, to have that option for people to, to choose. And I don't know if, I don't know if the school we went to, I don't think they're having any issues in terms of like cutting any of that stuff out but i know that it's that's the stuff that goes you know what i mean like when they're deciding yeah. hmm, what do we get Usually, rid of uh, first on the table yeah yeah and uh, that just bothers me when i hear that because it's just uh do you know how many people you're probably affecting and and affecting in a negative way you're like you're not helping them by cutting <laughs> you're 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 taking away this venue that's going to really you know either keep them afloat and just get them through high school or actually really change their entire perspective on life. Yeah. So seriously, cause I was never a sports guy. You know what I mean? Were you ever a sports guy? I mean, I played football in high school, soccer in high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, football was not my thing. It was like, it was definitely like I goaded on by coaches and, you know, like I guess peer pressure, but, um, I I didn't actually feel feel like I belonged there. That was like one of the main things. It didn't. It wasn't very welcoming. Um, as much as like you would you would see the camaraderie in a normal standard, you know, like light that they portrayed it was not the same. Not the same. Uh, I got that sort of welcoming feeling from the arts. So I that so that's where my stance is. I. I played sports. I experienced it. I still enjoy it, like with friends, but not. I wasn't. I didn't have a good experience with it in high school. I ended up moving over to the arts because I enjoyed that way more. So, yeah. And dude, you were just. Yeah. Oh man, you were. Yeah, you were definitely because you know one of my like one of my weirdest fondest memories of you is you did. Um, God, I forget the character's name, but you were that guy that in the musical Greece, he, um, 
he kind of just appears. It's it's during that beauty school dropout scene, and you were. Oh my god, dude! Ugh. I for, I just I just you just dislodged my memory. <laughs> wow. You remember that? Holy crap! I do, dude. They had me coming down from the ceiling. Yeah, it man. Looked, it looked like I had a wedgie the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I it looked like someone was like literally picking, like dropping me down into the. <laughs> It, it it was fun hanging out from the rafters like that. Yeah, man. Uh, you were um oh, I don't know what the character's name, but that was in, in the movie. That was Frankie Avalon, Frankie was I think. Teen Angel or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and you're just you did your rendition of. It was fun. That was fun. Beauty school dropout. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Oof, wow, dude. That's a that's a that's a throwback memory, dude. Oof, ancient times <laughs> almost feels like a yeah. decade is a long time jesus christ man isn't it weird yeah it, it, it's yeah, it is it's only 10 right it's it's the number 10 so the number 10 doesn't mm. sound it's not a big number 10 10 but then yeah it's it's in correlation with time in it's, correlation yes exactly that's the thing it's yeah dude it's pe- a metric shit ton. yeah it's a lot <laughs> it's a decade man one decade one decade it's and it's gone you know it's something that i'm always thinking about of just ah i look back on it so fondly and and it's just uh my 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 niece is actually about to go to fpc which everyone listening that's that's the mutual school rodney and i attended and and i am just i'm so anxious for her but i'm i'm very hopeful you know that she's gonna she's gonna have the same kind of experience that i had yeah, I think it's a pretty good school. I don't. I. I mean, yeah. I. I. I had. I had a really good time at FPC. Uh, I would say, not not entirely my whole high school, but like I. I would wish, like my high school quote unquote experience, <laughs> on the offspring of my brother's children. But um, no. I. I mean, I've had some fond moments. But I'm. I just. I would like to believe that like high school is changed and children in general are a little less um oh no prejudice i would say i guess like i i i i don't know how to properly word this like like there was definitely a lot of like (sighs) clickiness i guess like clicks and groups and stuff back when we went i don't know if that's still happening now I hope it's not, is what I'm saying. I hope people are like a little more melded and blended and less less like popularity counts. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh that's that would be my hope. That like everyone's a little more accepting and tolerant of each other. Well, that's like uh did you ever see Twenty One Jump Street with Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum? uh not recently so i mean i probably did one yeah because it's 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 so funny when they go back to high school as undercover cops they're like it's such a world Mm -hmm. of difference from the time that they went to high school actually went to high school so i'm i'm thinking like if like if you and i were to like be them be those characters and and try to infiltrate fpc now it would be a it, it, it would be so foreign to us it would just be what 
is this yeah. is this is what it is now? This is not what I remember. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if there's like any of the like arts teachers are still there. Uh, I do know, I do know Boyd's mom, Miss uh, Amy Fulmer. She's still there, uh, but she doesn't. Oh, okay, well, that's awesome. yeah, she yeah she doesn't do she doesn't do the choir anymore. She does um, because Jeff's Jeff's mom Lisa she actually passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, so uh, Amy took over for the for the auditorium. So, um, well, that's really yeah. I that's, don't know. That's a... I don't know who's doing the no, the choir. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So that's, um, well, that's information. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't know that. Wow. Who have you, who have you stayed in touch with or no one? <laughs> Ooh, that's a, I was gonna say that's a bad question. Literally no one. <laughs> really? Literally no one. Um, maybe Jeff for a couple of years, but, um, uh, no, I didn't really. I'm not like the most social reaching out kind of guy. I feel, I feel bad about that, but like, it's just, um, a very, like, I, I, I would, I would, I would put myself, uh, on the borderline of a recluse. So that's, that's where I live. I have fun there. I enjoy being home <laughs> by myself. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, I honestly, I, I never really kept that much in touch with anyone outside of Jeff. And, you know, Instagram, like, I just uh, got done talking to, I think, uh, I, I don't know if you remember Caroline. Caroline Zent? Yeah. Yeah, she's like a teacher now. Wow. Yeah. She she just hit me up out of nowhere, out of literally, I think, same week you did. And I was like, whoa, you didn't <laughs> get back in touch with all my PC peeps. What's, what's up? <laughs> Mason hit me up that same week, too. Yeah. It was just that was a blast. So, yeah, try to be better at it. But no, I I really didn't keep in touch with people with people or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that is well because I associate it and attribute it to the fact that we have this this thing called social media, which is is in a way that's how we keep in touch now indirectly. It's sort of like I would. Yeah, I agree with that. Right? Like we're all we're, like we're all spying on each other and we're all approving of like, it. Like like liberally spying on each other, I guess so. <laughs> Cuz like, you know what I mean, besides maybe a comment Pop or into his profile, see what he's up to. Oh, he's eating dinner. Oh, he's a good guy. He's still <laughs> moving on. Are you dead? No. Good. This is a good one. Two for two. <laughs> I feel like that's eventually what it's going to devolve to when we're all like all in our 80s. So is he dead yet? Is he dead? No. Okay. Let me hit him up. See if he wants to eat some steak. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's so it's, uh, and I, and I apologize for constantly saying dude, like, I'm like, like, dude, dude. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super informal over here myself, man. So <laughs> struggling not to repeat words. So it's all good. Yeah, that's that's something that's funny. That's funny you say that because that's always something that's on my mind doing a doing a podcast where these things are recorded and and people listen to this. So I don't want to I don't want to keep repeating the same shit. So I feel like, all right, I got to I got to I got to throw in a little bit of flair. See, there we go. I haven't said flair before in a, in a while. Flair. Wow. Spicy, <laughs> dude. Spicy words out here. <laughs> 
So now, do you, uh, you still work films and stuff? Say that again. You kind of broke out there. <laughs> I was asking if you're still into horror and stuff. Am I still into horror? Like ho- horror films, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's funny you say that Mason got oh. in touch with you because he got in touch with me and he was like, hey, yeah. by the way, just so you know, uh, Rodney wants to join us when this when this thing subsides, this COVID-19 bullshit. And mm-hmm. yeah, because second wave, man. Coming yeah, strong. I think yeah, we had like record cases a couple weeks ago in Florida. So it's out there still. Be careful. Wear a mask. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to say it's fake because that would make me seem like the biggest fuck of all time. But yeah, man, everybody has their own conspiracies. But at the end of the day, all you gotta do is wash your hands. And just, I, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna wash my hands. I already wash my hands. <laughs> I'm washing my hands right now. <laughs> I'm washing my hands as we speak with the phone <laughs> under the faucet. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Something about it just seems because I don't know about you. I mean, you, you can let me know if you know anyone, but I don't really know anyone directly that it, that that's in my life that has been afflict like been afflicted by it. I think that's the correct term you can use for that. That's been a- afflicted by it. So yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't met anyone or come into contact with anyone that has had a case or has had a case of Corona. But uh, you know, I had a I have a roommate who. He was a um he, he worked at the hospital uh where I live out in Sarasota. Um and I guess he was like I wouldn't say like a registered nurse, he's mostly like um just a transporter. He would transport people from room to room and stuff like that. And he saw cases and I mean he had the he saw confirmed cases, moved confirmed cases. He ended up um having to leave because it was just a little too stressful. He uh, he has you know, chronic asthma attacks. So there's a little too much moving around. Uh, and he, he ended up having an asthma attack in the middle of a shift. So, but he saw confirmed cases. So that's where, where my knowledge comes from. It's not really direct tangible, but I mean, the dude was working and shit was popping off out there. So I don't know. I, I'd rather play it safe than sorry. That's where I'm at with it. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, uh, if it if it does happen second wave shit then 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 it happens i mean i wouldn't be surprised because people are just restless you know this is this is stuff mm-hmm. that this is stuff that nobody ever would have thought of and the fact that we're all just immobilized you know i've i've heard this said a lot of places that it's weird that the people that we elect, they have the ability, which I don't know if they necessarily should, they have the ability to tell us, hey, for your own safety, we're going to tell you, you can't work, okay? And yeah. and and that's that's what it's going to be. You, you like Unless you are, quote-unquote, what we consider essential, you're not going to, you're not going to, uh, sorry, someone's calling me. You're not going to... Yeah. Um, you're not going to be able to work and yeah and yeah <laughs> what <laughs> I feel, uh, like with the greater good mentality i can sympathize with you know a governing official having the authority of telling you when it's safe to go out or not judging by whatever data that they've collected if one they can present it to the public which i'm sure there's a route to receive that 
And then two, if there's support on top of that authority, like to back that. You can't work, but here's money so you can eat. Here's money so that you don't lose your home. The whole reason is to, you know, subvert cases and, and having people die over whatever pandemic you're trying to avoid. But I feel like support should go in tandem with whatever abject law or thing that they're going to they would pass, which is, you know, you know, to sum up whatever crappy stimulus test I've checked everyone got that didn't really work out. I feel like that support should be ongoing in the moment and should continue on even after until life returns to the quote unquote normal state. But yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't, I wasn't offended by like whatever mandate or law that they were trying to say about staying in. I just don't think uh, not backing up the community and supporting your people in tandem with that is where we had a little bit of a falling out. Yeah. Yeah. And then, dude, this is, I'm telling you, man, this is, uh, this is going to be, it's funny. I, um, uh, I actually use Twitter. So, uh, cause I know like when I say that people are like, Oh, you have a Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I do have a Twitter. (laughs) So I do active Twitter. Yes. So I actually tweeted out something, uh, um, because a lot of people know me as when I first started my podcast, it was uh, Terminator 101. Because I love, I love those movies. I love Terminator. And, oh, uh, nice. And uh, so, anyways, I've I've come a long way since then. Like, I don't, I I, I try actively to avoid talking about Terminator, but here I am talking about <laughs> fucking Terminator. But right. um, I made a tweet, and it was uh, it was uh, you know, fuck. 1984 Skynet because in in the first movie that's the time they send Arnold Schwarzenegger back to from the future they send him back to 1984 um mm. so I said fuck 1984 Skynet send Schwarzenegger back to 2020 and change some shit like this is yeah. this is such a bizarre crazy awful get this out of here I don't ever want to remember this year I like I really feel bad for people that are getting engaged or that did get engaged at the beginning of the year. And they have like this, this wedding that they're looking forward to. And, you know, uh, it's just like any kind of monumental scary times. It's a weird, weird, weird year. Very weird year. Yeah. But like, it's one that I don't even like, I wouldn't want it associated with my anniversary or my engagement or, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) geez, I feel that. Yeah, man. I don't know. Honestly, though, it, it, it's it's crazy that uh, after what happened with uh, because, I mean, this is the elephant in the room and, and I wanted to get you on the podcast for that episode. But I think you had some scheduling yeah. conflicts that just didn't allow you to come on. But it was mm-hmm. it was really strange that after everything that happened with George Floyd and what's still going on now with these riots and everything, how I I literally forgot about a pandemic. I totally forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of like slipped everyone's mind flew under the radar um for a little bit yeah it's it's tense times out there man um and like i don't know how to step or, or like talk about this without like raising any flags or upsetting people but like at the end of the day man like i feel like this has been like me and my brothers were like oh this like this like sense of energy and expectancy or anxiousness in the world. I feel like that was bubbling like right at the beginning of 2020. And then 
the virus stepped out and then, you know, George Floyd's murder was recorded and filmed for everyone to watch. And it was just like a prime case of police brutality. And it's just like, I feel like everyone's wanting change and expecting change and all these things that have happened are just spiraling these events. You know what I mean? I feel like it's amplifying that and people are looking for a change and a, and a revolution and a re, like a renaissance of an upheaval of whatever this standard status quo was, I would say. Uh, I feel like I'm rambling, but... No, it's fine. Go ahead, yeah, man. When it go, like falling into the George Floyd and protests and Black Lives Matters movement, like I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I'm for that. That's that's me. That's my 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 culture. My people. Like that's I've experienced oppression. I've experienced racial slurs and stuff like that. And it doesn't feel good. And they're not fun. And I don't enjoy talking about them. And you know, it's it's a it's it's weird. It's just weird, man. <laughs> Like, I don't even know how to begin to talk about this. Like, I was got profiled by a cop, uh, I would say, two weeks ago. I'm really, like, trying to play this off as nonchalant. Uh, because it was, it was, being in the moment is where, you know, that adrenaline really kicks in. And you can see or feel a malicious intent. Like, and the dude didn't like me. I don't know why. I, I I can't begin to tell you the exact reason why this person was upset with me, but like it, the cop kind of followed me around. I mean, he ran my place. My plates are legit. I uh, followed me into a gas station and I called my brother, stared at me in my car. You know, it was just like a lot of like aggressive nature around like being stopped by like the cop who suspects me of whatever that isn't true you know so it's it's weird to feel that energy uh, and it's a very different thing than getting pulled over for 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 a real reason you know i've been pulled over i've gotten speeding tickets you know all that stuff it's different when 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 you f feel in your heart that you've done nothing wrong and you still have this like m malicious energy f like looking at you floating around you it's it was um it was like weird. I definitely contemplated my own mortality, like how easy it would be to be snuffed out for a misunderstanding in the moment. I definitely thought that like, if I was going to be pulled over, like there was a chance that I could die in that moment. So feeling that personally to me just, is what gives credit to the to the movement that like I, i'm i'm gonna stop riffing on this and that's just what i want to say was okay so was was the cop that um that 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 pulled you over he was he was white correct yeah well yeah yes yes i mean i don't know his exact ethnicity lighter skin than me white skin now 
this is something that um, I don't think we talked about it with. Uh, it was a total of ten people that joined me for that for that episode, so that was really cool. And it was a it was the longest episode of the podcast that I've done, like three and a half hours of just solid, oh, wow. straight conversation. And um, I don't think this ever came up, so I want to bring it up now that it's in my head. And 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 you know, I I know that. I don't know if it's necessarily because it's uncomfortable for you or just because you don't want to make sure or, or, or you want to make sure that you don't just go off the rails and, and, and kind of say something that you feel will offend someone. But, you know, if if it's either one of those, I mean, dude, you know, this is something that I I now like I I was always for it. You know what I mean? But after seeing that that video, it it, it did something to me and I yeah I've come to realize that it's because it wasn't a it it wasn't a bullet you know it wasn't a it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't something that's pretty quick like it wasn't a clip it was a, a it was a legit video and yeah it was a little painful it was a snuff film yeah yeah it 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 was yeah it was that and but it was real and um yeah. you know it definitely affected me in a way that everything else prior to it it's not like that stuff didn't affect me but this one did something to me and i just uh i was like all right so we got to talk about this so um what i'm getting at is is it is it different if do you feel less safe if it's a white cop pulling you over versus a black cop pulling you over um yeah dude i mean to put it bluntly, yes. I, and it's not just white or black, dude. I would be more comfortable being pulled over by any ethnicity other than, you know, uh, a white male, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know what it is, dude. Like, I've. it's just, it's not, it doesn't feel good. Um, and there's times, like, where I've been stopped by cops in very mutual ground to where, like, I'm aggressed just because I'm taller than or bigger than that. And that's like, it's, it's like, it's really rough sometimes, like, just because I have, a, I'm 6'3", you know what I mean? 6'3", I'm fucking 280. Like, somebody sees me and they, like, instantly think of a threat before I talk, you know what I mean? And even when I talk, like, they're still like, wow, you're a freak of nature. <laughs> Your voice is so high, what the hell? But it's just like, it's just a weird time having to walk on eggshells around someone who has all the power it doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me i feel like i shouldn't be a threat in any way and i'm not a threat in any way i'm i'm a very docile person i'm not an aggressive person yeah i can definitely attest to it (laughs) from what i remember fear like fearing for my life over simple altercations or simple pullovers is a is a is a thing it's a daily thing. Like once it happens, dude, when the sirens cut on, your heart drops to your fucking ass. Damn, you shit your pants. Well, especially in the dark. Yeah. Like, I, I'd rather, like we can pull it back. I'd rather be stopped in the daytime than at night. But then George Floyd got killed in the AM, and that's where, that's where I'm at now. Like it doesn't matter, bro. There's, it's, it's, it's really, it's a really um scary time to have to be a person of color. Yeah, it um for sure, for sure and it's something that I've come to terms with that, you know, I can I can agree with you, I can say all this stuff, yeah. 
but I don't, you know, I can't necessarily relate to it. And, and that's a, that's something that, that bothers me and, you know, it does hurt me and it, and, and it makes me sad, you know, it makes me sad that, that that's the world that, that we inhabit, that I can't necessarily truly understand, but, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a rough time. Uh, and, but that's the thing. It's, it's not a matter of not it, like you don't have to quote unquote fully one to one ratio understand, but recognize the other person's pain and, and apply empathy to the situation and all that you do, empathy should be there. That's where I stand with it. And that's, I don't know, man. It you is... can't tell someone. You, you can't tell someone that you didn't hurt them. If they were hurt, they 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 were hurt. Work past it and understand it. Like if you punch someone, and they say "ow," and you said, "I didn't punch you that hard." Like what? That doesn't make any sense. Like you wouldn't be able to feel their pain. You you applied the pain. You know what I'm saying? It it's it's, it's just empathy, empathy, man. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Try to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, it's... It's not a difficult... I don't think it's a difficult thing. I try to do that in everything. In every... In any in any altercation, any um, account, any... Uh, any sort of, like, connection with other people, plants, animals, things, empathy. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's safe to say the, the George Floyd thing is it's going to be hard to in in when they go to that uh, unless they already have and i'm just i haven't been paying attention to the news because i try to you know get my little bit of news and then just be like all right i'm done with this i can't keep watching this it's too much Mm -hmm. it's it's too much of too much of that you know just down 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 kind of shit yeah um out there yeah yeah see that and i think it is safe to say a hundred percent that the guy was racist, but it's, it's also weird that they knew each other. That's something that, that I've been thinking a lot about that. They both knew each other. Apparently they had worked uh, together and never liked each other. And so it's, it, yeah. But if, I mean, like if the dude, was confirmed racist that's probably the grounds in which they had bad blood to be in probably said some racial remark when they were working together you know like i mean it's not not like i wouldn't assume definitely read the documents or whatever i I haven't i haven't seen anybody like dive into that aspect of them knowing each other outside of just mentioning it in an article but um yeah like how deep was it were they actually friends or were they just co-workers and you know that bad blood if the dude was indeed racist like i can definitely see it stemming right from that he probably called them you know a racial slur yeah what is um what is your when you watch uh like i'm asking this because the other night i watched um i think they put it out there because of of, of, of the movement and they, you know, feel it's, it's, it's the right time to have it out there. So they, it popped up on my Netflix feed, uh, Django Unchained. Um, mm-hmm. 
what do you like when you watch a movie and I mean that movie is you know as as much as it is bullshit and like re, like revisionist and and mm-hmm. just you know pure cinema like it is very yeah. purely cinematic um yeah. there you know there is definitely a lot of stuff in there that it, it it did happen i don't know if it necessarily happened that way but it happened yeah no it's uh it's um like exaggerated history in a way exactly but yeah. i mean there is a lot of uh like i know that was one of the big critiques of that movie was the the use of the language and uh like when you watch a movie like that are like are you able to kind of suspend your whatever feelings you have for that word or like does it... oh yeah definitely okay jingle and chain is a is a it's an it's a entertainment piece it's a piece of art for you to watch and have fun and have a good time a bunch of shootouts and all this stuff <laughs> based back in the day when uh black black people had no power and it's just amplified to make it you know i guess entertaining and a fun little digestive like Quentin Tarantino, at the end of the day, bro, he's an entertainer. He's a great guy. He's, he's like, you know, he's just that's what he does. Like, if if you go back on all of his other, some of his other controversial films, half the time he's just like, it's just blood and gore. It's fun. That's why I do it. Like, it's like, and so like, I wouldn't really take his, you know, perspective or art and like hold it up front as the standard of put black portrayal in cinema you know what i mean yeah no 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 like i would i don't know like i guess like i don't know what what exactly where you would be the question you're asking when it comes to the django unchained film like like is that it like i i wouldn't hold any merit i just i would watch it as a good film just like i would watch kill bill no like like the fact that it is so, it is so, um, prominent. It's, well, it's, it, it's taking a really serious subject matter and it is sort of presenting it lightheartedly. But then when the moments that are very so violent, satire. yeah, yeah, a satire. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's a satire, it's a satire. But see, you have a very unique way of being able to just look at it as satire. But some people I know, like uh, Spike Lee, he was very much against that movie when it came out. He was like, I'm not going to watch it. It's disrespectful to my ancestors. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, see. Like, I and I get that. I really do. But um, where I'm as like Spike Lee is on the same level as Quentin Tarantino correct they're in that same sort of bracket of artist makers maybe they've had a conversation before and they might be something else underneath that outside of him just not liking the way the movie was portrayed but um like i don't know man to me it's it's a movie that was i i as soon as i went in watching it i knew it was not based on any like sort of realism they're not going for historically accurate facts for the most part it was just supposed to be this like no holds barred action shooter and that's how i took it i just took everything in that movie with a grain of salt and it was it was entertaining i mean i only watched it once but it was entertaining but um if i'm looking for something for merit and culture i would probably look for uh first off a black director or something that's supposedly historically accurate like something that's if that's if i'm looking to educate myself 
that's what I would be doing. Like, but as far as Django Unchained, but I figured it would fall along the same veins as Kill Bill, fucking the evil seven dead guys, whatever. <laughs> uh, I forget what the name of that is. Seven dudes from hell, whatever. So I, they they're all in a fucking snow town. They're all cowboys and shit. I don't know, dude. It's just it, it's just like a satire action film. I never thought it, of it as anything else, and it didn't have any weight in my mind, so to speak. So that's why I didn't take offense. That's something that I love to contemplate and 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 see what people think about when it comes to any kind of art. But the like the art that I'm most passionate about is is cinema. So like it's is that mm-hmm. is that. Well, so we'll use Quentin Tarantino. Is that Quentin Tarantino's business to even be fucking around with? Like, should he be doing something like that? Does he have the right to do that? I feel like um, as an artist, you're entitled to your art. You have a right to do whatever you believe is art. And people have a right to interpret it in whatever they, in whatever they, they see fit. Like, if you make a film... And everyone's like, it's shit, I hate it. Okay, it's shit. If you make a film that offends everyone and it's sent to the government and they want it banned and it's banned, that's how your art was perceived. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Like, that's just how I feel about it. Like, at the end of the day, everyone can do whatever they want to do. But, uh, you know, cause and effect, it's, it's, a lot, it's a basic law of nature, man. Every action has a reaction not always going to be good it's not always going to be the one you want and you might even anticipate it being negative and still do it but that's what happens that's why you have people still being racist or like or you know people are abusive to their partners you know yeah like people are going to do whatever the fuck they want at the end of the day and and you you'll be rewarded accordingly is what i'm saying i guess so when it comes to art i'm very very um i guess open-minded to it in a sense i i obviously have my own biases and i get offended by things too but i try not to take it as a direct offense in a sense you gotta kind of pull it away from like just like yourself in that way so i i don't really take offense to like like cinema art like now if it's graffiti on my wall in my you know like in my neighborhood or something yeah that's like super racist that's that's different but in cinema or something like that or someone appropriating culture like those those are offensive things but the blowback um is usually justified in in a way if it was truly offensive, like, um, it'll get its comeuppance most of the time. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It takes a lot for for me personally. I I can't think of anything that would that would necessarily offend me. Um, yeah, especially in cinema. Yeah, like I've never. I've I I've definitely left films going. Wow, that was really that. Like I wasted my money. I, mm-hmm. you know, but like I was never. Oh, this offended me. I mean, maybe like 
the only thing I can think of is there's a movie called The Green Inferno from Eli Roth. And Ooh. it's basically about cannibalism. And that movie, I was like, why? Why would you make this? Like, what was, like, this is, I don't know. Like, I'm all for being violent in, in film and trying to be as, you know, fucked as you want. Like, I love the Saw films, you know? Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I, I like I really do. Yeah, and I, I mean I love horror movies too. I'm a huge horror movie fan. Uh, I I kind of fall. I, I I don't mind gore, but uh, I'm not like, not like that's not where I go to for when I watch horror films. I'm mostly into like supernatural stuff. But I mean I, I watch I just like I just spun Mandy, the new Nick Nick Cage movie that came out about two years ago. Yeah, one year ago, that was amazing. You know like. I enjoy stuff like that. Uh, I, I, excessive gore, though. That's like kind of where I draw the line on certain things. Like, it, and cannibalism, bro. Cannibalism is probably would be my offense button. I can't really watch shit like that, dude. I forget which movie it was. I, I don't think it was like Hills Have Eyes or some shit. It's about a bunch of cowboys trying to survive out in the wilderness, and then they get like they find some like indigenous people or somewhere and. They're fucking kicking them and eating them alive. This one dude gets like split in half from his midsection. Like, and the Terrifier just did that too. I don't know if you've ever seen the Terrifier. Is that that clown? Yeah, dude. Like, gore yeah. for gore's sake. I, it's like, I can't really do it. Like, I would say maybe maybe the Terrifier offended me, I guess. I mean, I turned it off, stopped watching it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I don't but know. Then, like, I, it's more of a dismissive like for me it does, it's not something that's gonna like make me take to twitter and demand for shit to be taken down I'm, for me it's like okay that's enough let me just dismiss this yeah yeah i don't know but yeah man i don't really get offended by cinema nah. too easily like that um i feel like it'd have to be somewhat tied to reality not just like an artistic person's vision or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I, like literally like stuff that offends me is, is the real stuff, you know, like the, that's the yeah. stuff that offends me. That's the like, cause it's real. Agreed. It's real. It ain't, it ain't scripted or I like to think it ain't scripted, but it's, it's supposed to be taken at face value. Yeah. And so that's the stuff that just like turns my stomach. And that's why I, for the most part, exactly. keep it off. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, all this stuff just kind of—I don't know, man. I don't know. It's—it's. It's, I was trying to figure out, you know, what can I do that's going to be even remotely helpful? Because, like, gee, like what? The- yeah. Uh, I mean, there's there's um there's a couple websites floating around, but um I would say, man, if you truly believe in the cause or and believe that like. The Black Lives Matters movement is about equality. You can support it through donations. You can you can show out and protest. I have yet to protest. I'm going to though. I, I do want to attend the protest, but it's pe- these are these are all just peaceful actions taken just to be recognized and realized and, and um put it up front as a talking matter versus like having a bubble underneath the surface. It's been like that way since. Since the fucking 80s, man. Since even before that, man. Since since we were emancipated. It, it's just been like 
this little underlying it's not actually there but it's their issue and now it's being brought to the forefront so i mean donate if you can support your local businesses ethnic businesses black businesses and and educate yourself read the articles read about the culture there's plenty of shit all over the streams you can watch it doesn't take much i'm not saying saturate your whole life with it but it you take a couple minutes out of your day read something that's yeah. what i'm doing yeah that's the way to that's the way to go or um um you know there are good there are good representations in terms of what you can watch that uh, would accurately portray it i know like uh one of the movies i that i really want to watch that i have yet to because um i just haven't been able to find it at a good price where i'm like uh, it's, it's it's a movie i don't know if i'm going to like it so i don't want to pay 20 dollars to oh yeah to yeah. to, to own it but uh is a black Klansman from spike lee oh yeah dude i've actually uh, have you seen uh, that I, really good... I have not my friend actually just bought me a copy sending it to me dude yeah, I definitely uh... want to see that <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard good things about it um it, you mean yeah, that that is a satire in itself too. that's that's a comedic take on that dude. but it's i mean based on uh jewish true stories or something like that yeah, but I would feel but, a little better just because it is coming from, like you said, like it's probably better to start with a black director, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, horror film, This Is Us, that's another one that's like... Oh, Us? Yeah, kind of, Jordan Peele? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan yeah. Peele. Um, not horror, but um, Just Mercy. I don't know if that's a black director, but that's a really good um, portrayal about a moment in history. Yep. That's on Netflix. Um, I have yet to watch that one, though. I'm planning on it. But yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just a matter of uh, educating yourself and just reading articles, checking your checking the sources on the articles, too. Um, it's, it's, just, it's just a moment of, uh, like, just look past yourself, I guess. And that's, like, where empathy comes in, too, man. It's just always there. Just takes a little empathy. Yeah, it's but, um, someone that I, someone that I've, uh, like, I reached out to him because I want to get this guy on. He's uh, his name's Daryl Davis. He's um, he's a very prolific um, advocate, you know, for for anti racism. But he is his big claim to fame was mm-hmm. i don't know if it's still something he does i i would think not now he basically kind of goes around and talks about it um but back in the i think 80s 90s something around around that time he was converting kkk members and he converted oh. he yeah he and he's black so he's a black man converting active ku klux klan members and he, holy crap yeah he would uh as far as I know, every because you know that was in the eighties and nineties, so it was all it was all done in person. So um, it's oh. it's a it's a wicked story that uh, I would love to have him talk about and 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 just kind of pick his brain because I think one of the most amazing things is the fact that he was able to sit across from people that yeah that yeah you know what I mean like it's not to say that it's the same exact thing because that would be that would be dumb of me to say but 
it's sort of similar to what a lot of people feel with with cops. This is a man, right? He's a black man sitting across from a white man. And he knows in the back of his head that this man There's a tendency there, there's a present nature there. There is a real like I mean, like there's there's literally only one thing this guy sitting across from me wants to do. Now, the thing with his story is I'm a little like cuz I need to kind of brush up on it again. I'm not exactly sure. I think he I think he was basically the way he got them there in the first place was he never like he had some white woman like like his assistant kind of schedule the stuff but they never told the the members that they were going to be sitting down with a black man so yeah. when they arrived now it's sort of like all right now what do you want to do and you know it, it it's it's a very fascinating story that he was able to actually convert over 200 of these members who wow yeah who who after talking to him you know and and him having this amount of just perseverance and and not being swayed in such a way because i mean think about that that like that would be like me sitting across from that would be like me sitting across from someone that i know wants to kill me and yeah and i don't do much you know what i mean i don't kind of act a little too over the top i'm calmly sitting there i'm hearing them out and then hopefully they hear me out and that's what he did like talking them down from actively wanting to kill you yeah and and one you know one one of my favorite quotes from him is you know the, the 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 reason for all this is ignorance and ignorance can be cured the cure for ignorance is education and that, yeah, that's sure. that's what he believes in. He believes in, 100%. yes, I, I know you want to kill me. I get that. But why? Why do you want to kill me? That makes no sense. Have I actually done anything to you? So that's his whole that that was yeah. his whole thing, you know? Mm, yeah, I think I remember something like that. I'd have to I have to go back and look him up again. What was his name? Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis. Yeah, he um he, he he first came to my attention on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh okay. Yeah, he Joe did Rogan. a he the did a shit. oh fucking Rogan's the man. Yeah, and he did a he did an episode with him at the beginning of this year. Actually, it's a it's one of the newer episodes at the like January something. He he was on. Oh wow. So, and he's got a great yeah. voice too, Daryl Davis. He sounds very James Earl Jones ish. Nice. So got a, got a swell in there, a little a little bit of a bellow. Yeah, a little bit a little, of little, a little bit of Mufasa going on. <laughs> yeah. Everything the uh. light touches. Everything the light touches. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's it's. But you know, look, I I love talking to, because you know, uh, that's what I don't understand. Like, how did this all even happen in the first place? And I'm talking about the like the seed, the first person that looked at an at another person and said, I don't like you. And it's not because you smell bad. It's not because any of this, it's because of the way you look versus the way I look, you know? Well, that was implemented through like propaganda back in the day, dude. When, when slaves were newly freed, all that, all that racial, um, uh, I would say like animosity and, and negativity was still there. And then, it was ran in prints and, and people were, uh, black people were depicted as ignorant, you know, idiotic, moronic, like 
blackface like that was a huge thing it was hugely popular back then like all that stuff still is still simmering it it never was resolved you know what i mean so that's that shit builds up into today's current events like like i mean you can talk about five years ago people are still seeking justice for wrongful killings three years ago it's like it's not just this this one no, it's not just George Floyd. Like, George Floyd was, I guess, the straw that broke the camel's back, if you want to put it like that. It's been bubbling and bubbling for years, centuries, decades, long time. At some point, like, people are going to say enough is enough. And it's not even that it's, it's, it's we, that, that people are, are wanting aggression. It's it's mainly they want resolve, a resolution, a conversation. And it's being met with force. Yeah, I you know one of the big problems is is the fact that law enforcement even exists, but it's like you can't not have it. You need it, right? I mean, what else do you do if you don't have law enforcement? <laughs> like yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying that like it's it's a it's a catch twenty two when you think about it that way. But uh, I read something somewhere. I didn't I didn't get to actually source it, but they said like law enforcement originally stems from the people who kept slaves from running away. I forget whatever that was. I'd I'd have to go ahead and double check that. But like someone's like it was like in some article saying that uh, the original law enforcement was 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 established to keep slaves from running away. And then it devolved into protecting the people. But like that underlying, you know, alma mater, like the underlying facility is still there. I would say the only way to solve it is to have a conversation about it, to address it and, 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 and change it, you know? Can't just keep pretending it doesn't exist, bro. It's there. It does. People feel it every day. You have... Twitter shit posts, literally 50 posts deep about people getting stopped for nonchalant things and it being escalated simply for the color of their skin. Like, no one wanted to talk about that back in the day. Everyone was suffering in silence, and now you see that you're not the only person that was profiled incorrectly. Not the only one that got a gun pulled out on you for nothing. You know, like, you're not the only one who called, that called the cops to your house and got arrested. Like, you know, it's like, it's, it's a lot of it's 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 too it's too frequent to be a coincidence and everyone wants to chalk it up to that and ignore it and that's where the frustration is it needs to be talked about what is your uh so like after everything that's that that's taken place this year are you uh well were you and if you weren't are you someone that's gonna uh carry like are you like a like a like a like a person that believes in having a firearm um honestly yes like i i'm not a carry person i do believe that you should have a firearm low-key like it doesn't have to be on your person at all times and especially me being a person of color being a black man i would never carry a gun on me like like not in a, in a, in a social situation because like i'm immediately perceived as a threat and, and Literally, there are people that call cops because they think you have a gun. So it's like, it's not 
uh, it's just not the right atmosphere for me to be open, like carrying or on me and my person. But I would definitely own a gun in my house for sure for protection of my home. Guaranteed. I think, um, I don't know. I'm not going to get into gun laws or whatever, but <laughs> I do think you should have a means of protecting your home. Uh, is there... I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be my go-to. Like if someone broke in my house, I'd grab the bat first. Yeah. Low key. Neeg in their ass. Walking dead. Have you seen that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Get some take barbed a, wire a... on that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> that shit takes some flesh with it too. <laughs> That'll incapacitate someone guaranteed. Oh my God, dude. It's all you really need. But I mean, like in case something else is different, like you see some flashlights or whatever, you see an actual gun. Now you can even the playing field because you have properly protected yourself. So that's where I'm at with that. But I don't know about walking around with a gun. I don't know about all that or having it in my glove box. And it, isn't it uh, isn't it super strange to? Sorry, it, isn't it super strange to think that there's that there are states where people just walk around and it's out, like you can see it. Like yeah, that's it's it's. I wouldn't live there. I wouldn't live there. <laughs> that's not the state for me. Yeah. Well, I mean that, dude. I mean, yeah. I I totally see where you're coming from. I mean, that idea doesn't make me feel safe either. Like I'm just like, <laughs> what? Right. Like I don't know about all that, dude. That's a little. That's a little excess. Yeah. That's like loaded. That's loaded right now behind your back. Like. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. I don't fucking do that <laughs> well it was weird it was weird when i found out one of my friends that i had been friends with for for a long 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 time and then one day i don't remember how the situation played out but it ultimately came out to oh just so you know like this is him talking to me just so you know i have a gun behind my back right now and i'm like what you've always carried a gun e like even when you're with me and Uh-oh. Did we lose did we lose Rodney? Let's see here. We're trying to we're trying to connect here. It says let's see. Unfortunately, your call to has dropped. Yes, call again. What the heck? Weird. I'm telling you, man, technology is weird. You just kind of leave your phone hanging off to the side and it just kind of shuts off for you. I don't get it. Oh, come on, Rodney. I guess this means we got to wrap up, but. No, no, we're going to lose them. That's where we're going to lose them. Talking about guns and shit. That's not cool. Oh, man. All right, let's see here. We might have to take a little bit of a break. Oh, no, it says not reachable. All right, we might have to do a little bit of a break here. So I will be right back once I reconnect with Rodney. Okay, so I think, unfortunately, what happened with uh, Rodney is I think either maybe his phone died because I knew he was having phone issues. We were having phone issues connecting in the beginning. Um, so... Yeah, I think this is gonna be this is gonna be a a a def a definite different kind of episode because it's gonna it's gonna sort of just end abruptly. 
Um, I am not able to get in touch with him. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I hope everything's okay, but, um, wow. What a way to end it. Um, so I'm going to end it here, but I'm going to end it on a much more positive note. So, you know, everything that that Rodney and I were talking about, um, you know, is uh, is stuff that is very important to me, stuff that I wanted to get his view on because, um, you know, I, I I value it and I want to share it with you guys. I want to I want that to be something that the podcast is about people sharing their opinions and their and their views. Um, so, um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it wasn't too down. I hope it wasn't, you know, tried to bring some levity to it, but, uh, definite important stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, again, this is a time, this, this is a time where even something as simple as a podcast, you know, I, uh, I'm always fact checking as I'm going along. I'm always grammar checking as I'm going along, as I'm talking to my guests, I'm always like, Oh, did, did, did what I just say there sound okay? Okay, because it it was nothing but good intentions. I'm not trying to be malicious, uh, maleficent. I'm not trying to be any of this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be the guy that I am in real life, which I believe I am a, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I, I know I'm a good person and I, I'm trying to help causes and I'm trying to do my part. So, um, but, uh, the reason I'm talking about this right now is because I know that there's some stuff that we were talking about, Rod, he and I, that, uh, you know, is, is that stuff of walking on Lego pieces that I, as I like to put it. So it's a weird, weird, bizarre, freaky, sick time to be someone that is just trying to help. Um, because unfortunately there are people out there that are so far gone in terms of just, they don't, uh, just anything sets them off. I'm sure this could set someone off. Something that I said with Rodney could set someone off. I'm sure. Um, but, uh, just so you guys know that that is never, ever my intent. My intent is always good, always direct from the heart, um, and, you know, I hope you got that message and, and, and vibe from my um, the longest episode of the podcast, the Black Lives Matter podcast. Um, you know, I was very, very, very happy with how that turned out. You know, I, I, I really, I just valued every single person that came on there and talked really directly from their heart, the way I do, from my heart, so... Rodney, thanks, man, for coming on. Um, it sucks that it had to kind of just abruptly end like that, but it is what it is. It's, uh, it's, it, hey, it makes it unique, right? This is definitely a unique episode. It didn't end in the traditional, all right, man, good talking to you. Yeah, man, good talking to you too. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. It didn't end that way. It just kind of ended abruptly. But um, I'm definitely going to be in touch with Rodney. So hopefully uh, we figure out what happened with, with his situation. But anyways, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And um, yeah, I don't have a sign-off for this because normally I just sign off with the guests. So I will sign off by saying... Um, I won't use what Jerry Springer says because, uh, what he, what would he always say? Uh, be kind to one another or something like that. Or no, that's Ellen DeGeneres. What did, what did Jerry Springer always say to people? Anyways. Um, but I won't take Ellen's either. Just, uh, you know, I guess since, since, since Rodney and I were talking about Spike Lee, 
I'm going to end it by saying, do the right thing. <laughs>